Indian Lake. It's 8 o'clock. Good morning. This is Northern Light for Tuesday, June 20th. I'm Monica Sandreski. And I'm Todd Moe. Governor Kathy Hochul was in the Adirondacks last weekend for the grand opening of the Lodge on Scroon Lake, which got a multi-million dollar investment from the state. Sometimes the state can be a catalyst and show that we have faith in you, that we believe in this project. And that's what I want to continue doing all over the state of New York is giving sometimes the last mile, that extra money that will get you over the finish line during tough times. Also, we'll hear from seniors in Governor in St. Lawrence County. Local and state office for the aging workers recently gathered to get feedback from them on a long-term plan to help them and their caregivers. I'm wondering what thoughts you all have about services for older adults. Any questions you have about this process of putting together the state plan? Or just what's on the top of your mind that you want me to bring back to Albany? And St. Lawrence University astronomer Eileen O'Donohue joins us to talk about what's up in the morning and evening summer skies. All that's coming up on Northern Light. Stick with us. Broadcast of Northern Light here on North Country Public Radio is supported by Adirondack Foundation and the Adirondack Birth to Three Alliance, dedicated to providing all children the best possible start in life, adirondackbt3.org, and citizen advocates offering the North Country mental health, addiction, and housing services, plus crisis care, job training, and more, citizenadvocates.net slash 124. This is Northern Light. I'm Monica Sandreski. And I'm Todd Moe. Communities in Watertown, the Adirondacks, and Burlington celebrated Juneteenth yesterday and over the weekend. In Potsdam, community members came in from the rain and gathered at Clarkson University. We checked in with some of them to see what Juneteenth means to them. Adriana Dupre, I am here today because I care very much about black lives, and obviously most people don't, so I'm here to make a difference. I think the turnout is okay. I mean, usually there's been a lot more people at protests and stuff like that, but I feel like the turnout for today is okay because it is inside because of the weather. I'm Nadine Manasseh. I'm from Tanzania, country in East Africa. Um, it's my first time celebrating Juneteenth, and I think Juneteenth to me means... Um, a celebration to keep the history alive, remembering the people who actually fought for um, the freedom that we have right now as black people, which is something I didn't have to think about before in my country. But coming here, I see the significance and the importance of keeping the history alive for the next generation so that we can always remember people who actually fought for what we have right now and something that we are continuing to be proud of. And yeah, it's really nice to celebrate that. Jennifer Backstrand, um, Juneteenth means a lot to me um, as far as it being when the last slaves were freed. And it means that people need to be educated on it um, because many people from the North Country don't know about it and didn't know anything about it until I decided to organize it in 2020. People, like I said, need to learn about it. And 
We need to just get more people throughout St. Lawrence County to organize events like this. That was Adriana Dupre, Nadine Manessa, and Jennifer Baxter and sharing what Juneteenth means to them. This Vox was produced by our intern, Kelly Daphnis. A new hotel opened in the eastern Adirondacks last week. The Lodge at Scroon Lake was a $25 million project that was partially funded by a state grant. Governor Kathy Hochul was in Scroon Lake for the hotel's grand opening. Emily Russell reports. Last Friday, Governor Kathy Hochul stepped in front of a podium in the newly renovated Lodge at Scroon Lake. You know I love the North Country. Not allowed to play favorites, but I do love the North Country. And I've Behind her so hung a full-size canoe, huge framed prints of fish, fishing tackle and flies, giving off a very Adirondack resort vibe. This particular place is more than 100 years old. Uh, 1917 opened up as a place, a respite for people coming out of New York City for the summer. Uh, like so many parts of the North Country, when there wasn't air conditioning. And this is the place people came to just recharge and reconnect with their families. Back then, then, it was known as the Brown Swan Club. Then in the 1950s, it became the Word of Life Lodge, a religious-based resort and conference center. The lodge closed during the pandemic and sat empty for the last few years. Then it went on the market. One day, woke up, my wife looked at me and said, we have an opportunity up in Scroon Lake. You got to go up and take a look at it. That's Saratoga Springs developer Sonny Bonaccio. I said, honey, I'm busy for the next four days. Of course, I was up at Scroon Lake the very next morning at 8 (laughs) a.m. Bonaccio and his wife bought the former lodge for $4.2 million. He and their other business partners poured millions more into the project over the last year. They also secured a $4.1 million state grant through the Upstate Revitalization Initiative. At Friday's grand opening, Hochul said she sees that kind of funding playing an important role in projects like this one. But sometimes the state can be a catalyst and show that we have faith in you, that we believe in this project. And that's what I want to continue doing all over the state of New York is giving sometimes the last mile, that extra money that will get you over the finish line during tough times. So, so The I lodge so at Scrin Lake has 116 rooms, as well as cabins, suites, and a 10,000-square-foot restaurant. The owner says they've already booked a handful of weddings there this summer. In the last few years, there have been other hotel openings and renovations in Adirondack hubs like Saranac Lake and Lake Placid. Essex County Board Chairman Sean Gilland said he's hopeful for the region's future. This, this event today is, as I would say, is an event within the larger renaissance of our county and of the Adirondacks itself. At the end of the event, Hochul, the hotel developers, and a few other county and state officials were handed large scissors to cut the ribbon at the new lodge at Scroon Lake. Ready to cut? One, two, three. Emily Russell, North Country Public Radio. Governor Hochul is warning us to keep an eye on air quality advisories issued by the state this week. 
Canadian wildfires continue to burn, and the DEC is predicting a moderate to high air quality index level for eastern Lake Ontario and central New York today. Levels are still far lower than much of the state experienced a couple of weeks ago. The Adirondack North Country is expected to have good air quality today. You can sign up to get the state's air quality health advisories on the DEC website. There's an up-to-date map of air quality at airnow.gov. And two airports in the North Country were among more than a dozen statewide to get federal funding for upgrades. The airports in Messina and Malone received the money through the Airport Improvement Program. Messina was awarded nearly a million dollars to update its runway, including the lighting on the taxiway. Malone got a $90,000 grant from the federal program, which will go towards studying the facility. In recent years, the airports in Plattsburgh, Ogdensburg, Watertown, Potsdam, and Messina have all received federal Federal funding for improvements. Listening to Northern Light here on North Country Public Radio. It's nine minutes past eight. Good morning. I'm Todd Moe. And I'm Monica Sandreski. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, astronomer Eileen O'Donohue joins us to talk about what to look for in the evening and morning summer skies. That's in just a few minutes right here on Northern Light. That's Hank Soto on the guitar from Stony Creek. You can check out more of his music on our website. Hank's music is part of the Underscore Project at ncpr.org slash underscore. Northern Light is supported by Adirondack Foundation and the Adirondack Birth to Three Alliance, dedicated to providing all children the best possible start in life, adirondackbt3.org. And by Citizen Advocates, offering the North Country mental health, addiction, and housing services, plus crisis care, job training, and more, citizenadvocates.net slash 124. Last month, the State Office for the Aging held a public forum in the St. Lawrence County town of Governor. It was part of an effort to get public feedback as the state works on its next four-year plan for helping older adults and the people who take care of them. Our reporter Lucy Grindon was there and has our story. Representatives from the State Office for the Aging and local seniors are gathered at the Governor Community Center. I'm Crystal, and I'm from the New York State Office for the Aging. And I'm here to talk about our state plan. Crystal Collette is the assistant director for special projects with the State Office for the Aging. We're such a small group. I want to keep this really informal. We're talking a really small group, just four seniors. The officials actually outnumber them. After Collette goes over the state's plan, she asks for their feedback. I'm wondering what thoughts you all have 
um, about services for older adults, any questions you have about this process of putting together the state plan, or just what's on the top of your mind um, that you want me to bring back to Albany. One woman says she's been worrying about how to afford the food she needs since her SNAP benefits decreased a few months ago. The Office for the Aging actually serves a free lunch here at the community center every weekday. Dan Spellman runs the community center, and he pipes up to say something. You're not alone. 56% of our community right here in Governor is lives below the poverty line. So don't feel you're alone, but call for help. Don't hesitate. The Office for the Aging also does meal deliveries to senior living facilities and to individual homes. The woman didn't know that until this meeting. But you have that here. You don't deliver that, right? Do you deliver to Pine Grove every day? No, I know. I don't live at Pine Grove anymore. Oh, you don't live there? Do no, I went back home. Talk to these ladies. Yeah, talk to us. And we, can, we can help. We can help you figure out food options. You can deliver daily, <laughs> weekly, anywhere you like. They'll deliver to any senior, regardless of their financial situation. That's actually my favorite part, is the home delivered meals, to go out and see them. That's Danielle Durant. She's the nutrition program manager for the St. Lawrence County Office for the Aging. It gives you a good idea of the food insecurities that we have, you know, because that might be their only meal that they get all day. A lot of seniors in St. Lawrence County, many of whom live on fixed Social Security incomes, rely on the Office of the Aging for food. Altogether in St. Lawrence County, about 15% of the population lives below the poverty line. Our priority is making sure that they're getting that nutritious meal to stay at home, stay at the hospital, you know, age in place. Durant coordinates about 120 to 130 meal deliveries a day, as well as the in-person lunches served here in Governor and at seven other locations in St. Lawrence County. The deliveries are crucial. A lot of older adults in the North Country struggle to get around because of limited public transportation options. For seniors who don't have cars, the solution is often a patchwork of family members and friends who can drive them places. In fact, even though the lunches here are free, Spellman says they're not very well attended. The people who come here for lunch, we getting two to three. When I ask him how the lunch regulars do get here, he mentions a guy named Donnie with a blue car who picks up friends and gives them a ride. The older population can also be hard to reach because of a lack of tech savvy. One of the seniors brings up that issue. I know a lot of seniors that either don't have a computer or they use it to play Pac-Man. Yeah. Uh, that might be some of the problem. Without the internet or a car, a lot of people can't access the help that's there for them because they simply don't know it's available. Spellman, who runs the community center and the Office for the Aging Representatives, make a point of telling the seniors to bring their friends to lunch and to call the Office for the Aging if they need help. The local office's number is 315-386-4730. The state office's four-year plan for supporting older adults will be finalized by the beginning of August. Lucy Grindon, North Country Public Radio.
You're listening to Northern Light here on North Country Public Radio. I'm Todd Moe. And I'm Monica Sandreski. Coming up in just a minute, we'll talk with astronomer Eileen O'Donoghue. Then stick around after the show for Bird Note just ahead at 842. The California condor thrived during the days of mammoths and saber-toothed tigers. And today, they're one of the most endangered birds in the U.S. We'll hear more coming up in about a half an hour right here on NCPR. But first, Todd has a look at the weather for us. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be hot today. Highs in the low 80s with sunshine and winds out of the east, northeast, lows in the 50s tonight and uh, probably highs in the 80s the next few days with a mix of sun and clouds Wednesday, Thursday, maybe a chance of some showers on Friday. I won't complain right now, though, because it's sunny and 64 degrees in Canton. And today is the last day of spring. We've got, what, the shortest night of the year, and then the change of seasons happening tomorrow. And with us, St. Lawrence University astronomer Eileen O'Donoghue. Yes, yes. Wow. it's. I mean, this is, you know, Can for you all, of you, all of you lovers of the light, you know, this is the shortest night. So I expect you all to be up and enjoying this sunlight. You know, while I'm going to, you know, put a sleeping bag in a closet to try and find some dark. I mean, it barely gets dark at night. It's only truly dark for about six hours. That's we were just talking about that a moment ago. That yeah. it, it doesn't last very long. No, three thirty in the morning is uh, you know astronomical twilight, and then ten thirty at night. It's just, yeah, and and in Europe this time of year they have no yeah. night. Yeah, you know. Remember, we live at the latitude of Venice. All of Europe <laughs> is north of us. Yeah, and you know, I mean, Scotland's in the middle of Hudson Bay for yeah, yeah. us. Yeah. So this is a tough time to be an astronomer. Well, I it's mean, it's when we relax. <laughs> <laughs> It's when you yeah, let, we can you go to bed hair, because it's light hair, out. <laughs> you let your, you hair, let your down. hair down and you yeah. do some repair work on the telescopes. That's right. The, Most yeah. observatories actually do shut down uh, in the summer because they need to do the maintenance. And the nights are so short that you don't get that much observing, which is inconvenient if there are things you want to see in the summer skies. <laughs> but. Right. You have to wait till winter or something. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So the solstice starts tomorrow at 10.57. 10.57. That is the moment when the sun is farthest north. And so if you're watching sunrise and sunset, it's farthest north. So, you know, go, you know, on your, uh, when, if you see yeah. the shadow of the sun as it's setting on your wall, mark it. And then wait and <laughs> no, then mark the it on the solstice. winter solstice. Yeah. And see, it moves about 70 degrees across the horizon. Wow. It really, you know, but think at the Arctic Circle, it moves 180 degrees yeah. across the horizon. So, yeah. you, do, you know, you can. It is interesting in the winter, you know, you do, especially for me at least. I noticed that I think the angle of the sun obviously is different Oh, it in the changes winter, dramatically. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, yes, yes. So I have a question for you. Um, astronomical twilight. Yeah. What, is, what does that mean exactly? That's when twilight. it's fully dark. Eleven nineteen. Yeah, and the sun is 18 degrees below the horizon. And so that's what we astronomers consider fully dark. Oh, okay. And so we don't have any sunlight scattering in the atmosphere. So when we're observing, we start, we go from astronomical twilight to astronomical twilight, which in December is quite a long time, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it's, it's, and, and, in Europe, they don't get to astronomical twilight this time of year. So, right, and that's that's another way of saying then it's a good time to look at the night sky. Yes, after eleven nineteen p.m. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. the best time. Yeah. Right, 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 right. 
So, but the, we still have in in the evening sky. Venus is very bright, oh. and then Mars. It's faint. It's 199 million miles away right now. It's on the far side of the sun, and Venus is on the near side of the sun. It's going to pass between Earth and the sun on August 13. But they look close together. If you hold your arm out mm-hmm. at full uh, full length, they're about three fingers apart with Mars up and to the left of Venus. And Venus is the first thing you, you spot in the evening. It 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 comes out and then uh, on the other side of the sky, in the eastern sky, the star Vega, which is in the summer triangle. Not Vega? It, I always uh, say Vega. Vega. Oh, okay, Vega. Right, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. V-E-G-A. V-E-G-A. Yeah, okay, yeah. In the constellation of the the lyre, the stringed instrument, and, and, and Vega means swooping eagle. Uh-huh. And it's right there with Cygnus, the swan, who yeah. was flying down the Milky Way. So I have one little story to share, and that is uh, late May, I went out right uh, like right after sunset, I think it was, maybe during sunset, and I saw the crescent moon and Venus and Jupiter, I think. Yeah. And then there was Mars, very faint yeah. and further up into the right, left. Right, uh, just right, right. We little had little that point, lovely yeah. alignment in late May. And it I was, was, and I posted on my Instagram account, get off social media right now and go outside and look <laughs> at the night sky. Yeah, you know, it's very it pretty. Amazing. Yeah, and then now they're going to herd themselves into the morning sky yeah. uh, for a while. Jupiter is up in that morning sky now. It's bright, low in the east, but very bright. Saturn is up. In the morning sky, and then that pesky sun comes up so freaking early. You know, <laughs> that other bright that thing. That is definitely the, the brightest star in the sky. Yeah, but in the in the evenings, the 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 Big Dipper is right overhead. You can see the arc of the handle, make an arc to Arcturus, and then a spike to Spica in in Virgo, and nestled kind of beneath the the um, the tail of the Great Bear and. To the right of Arcturus, there's a, a, a very faint constellation called Coma Berenices, the hair of Bernice, because Bernice, when Ptolemy was off in a war, Bernice cut her hair off and left it as an offering to the gods, and they were so impressed with that that they put her in the sky. But they, one of the reasons for this name is that there is a cluster of stars, in Coma Berenices. So if you're out, I mean, this week with the waxing moon is not so great, but it's still going to be a thin crescent tomorrow. And so to get out your binoculars mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of scan beneath the tail of the, I mean, you know, beneath the tail of mm-hmm. the. <laughs> in a matter of speaking. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. So it's kind of a pretty uh, part and, and uh, part of the sky. And speaking of, uh, oh, what was I going to say? I was talking about the moon. Uh-huh. The moon is is going to be moving uh, tomorrow night. It's going to be like three degrees from Venus, the waxing crescent. Mm. It just is going to be just lovely the next couple of nights with that thin. I saw the thin waxing crescent last night, and it's thickening. And so it's just going to uh-huh. be very pretty and glittery. And then as we move into July, the Milky Way, the center of the Milky Way rises with the constellations of Scorpius and Sagittarius. And it's the prettiest part of the Milky Way in the northern hemisphere. So it's 
Really? I hope you have a low southern horizon. You can appreciate that. That's when you can lay out in your sleeping bag and late at night and despite the bugs, um, see that Milky Way. Yeah, Yeah, it's just gorgeous. So there's all this pretty stuff going on, and it looks like we might have a clear skies for a few days. And let's hope the smoke doesn't come back. Well, and it also looks like um, in the evening skies, Scorpius, Sagittarian, Sagittarius, yeah. rising. They're coming too. Yes, yes. They're they're with the where <laughs> the center me. of the Milky Way is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. So they're they're lovely constellation. I mean, Scorpius. One of my friends said that when she was a, a a little kid, about ten years old. She finally identified Scorpius and was so big it scared her. She ran inside <laughs> because it the tail dips yeah. down. We we only see the the tail, uh, you know, for a few. A couple of weeks in the summer before that tail dips down below the horizon. And so it's nice uh, after this, you know, when we get past full moon in another three weeks, that'll be the time to really look at that part of the sky as it's rising and see if you can spot the entire tail of Scorpius. Um, So summer, um, short nights, Long days, but still, there's there's always something happening up in the sky. The right? planets are yeah. always they're, moving. We're on this great racetrack of the solar system, and so they're always moving. And that's one of the things I really enjoy is seeing those changes. Yeah. You know, and those changes really mystified the ancients. They were very bothered by these wandering bright lights. And uh, so, you know, that motivated people figuring this out from Ptolemy to Copernicus to Kepler. And basically, that's where we got – that was the motivation to invent physics Hmm. or discover physics, whichever way you want to look at it, is these puzzling lights that move around in the sky. So it's fun to watch them move. Right now, uh, Venus is getting closer to Mars. It will get about another degree and a half closer. And then it's going to start falling away from Mars. Because it's coming around the sun, it's coming toward us, and it's going to pass between us and the sun. So we're seeing it sink back toward the sun as it's moving toward that. And if you can get a sense of that great racetrack, you know, and that Mars is on the other side of the racetrack, past the middle, and Venus is on this side coming toward us, and, you know... Just see it in 3D. There is the orrery on inthesky.org if you mm. need help. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the in dash the dash sky.org. Yep, yeah, yeah. yep. Great website. Well, I, I'm still entranced by how you talked about the moon and Venus. I didn't mean to miss the moment there, but I was just telling somebody last night, Actually, about you, Eileen, and I said, "Uh oh, it was a good thing." Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. Um, And I just said, if you ever get discouraged or like have a hard time, listen to an astronomer, because every astronomer I've I've heard from, yourself included, Eileen. I mean. Awe, awe in the truest sense of the word. Oh, yeah. I know I say that ever all the time, but it's really striking to see to well, see in you and, and hear how you talk about it. I'm interrupting you. Yeah, but. that's okay. We live in an amazing universe, and I have the extraordinary privilege of being able to make a living talking about it. 
you know, and and observing it. I'm wearing a, a T-shirt today that I got at the Green Bank Observatory. I was there last week in in the National Radio Quiet Zone. No cell phone coverage. It's it's yeah. an ex- for our students. It's a real wild. <laughs> no Wi-Fi. No cell phone. It's like oh my god. And um, so this shirt says, "Let the stars free your soul," and that's how I feel. No matter. What's going on? You look up at the stars and the planets and that vast wilderness above, and it's like all will be well. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, these little human things, they go by, but the stars are there. Yeah. And they're our ultimate parents. We're made of the elements they created. Yes. Well, well, keep watching those those oh, wa- yes. those wanderers. Yeah, the, the in both part. hours of dark. Eileen <laughs> 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 O'Donoghue teaches physics and astronomy at St. Lawrence University, and she'll be back again next month to tell us more about what's up in the sky. Yep, what to look for. Thanks, Eileen. Bye. Listening to a song now by the Plattsburgh-based group Periscope Dream. They're an R&B group out of Plattsburgh with Edward Morris on bass, keyboard player Morris Norlis, drummer Josu DeLuna, and singer Trish DeLuna. You can find them this Friday evening at Old Soul Design Shop on Margaret Street in Plattsburgh. They go on at 8 o'clock. This is their song, Only You. Is supported by Adirondack Land Trust with 27,000 acres of forests, farmlands, waters, and wild places conserved since 1984. AdirondackLandTrust.org. Stay tuned, more of Morning Edition coming up in just a moment. Then after that, it's the Marketplace Morning Report between 8.51 and 9 o'clock, where you get caught up on all the morning's business news. That's it for the show. I'm Monica Sandreski. And I'm Todd Bell. Be well. <laughs>